Chapter Ten of Religium Medici and Hydriotaphia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Hydriotaphia by Thomas Brown. Chapter One. In the deep discovery of the subterranean world, a shallow part would satisfy some inquirers who, if two or three yards were open about the surface, would not care to rake the bowels of Potosi, the rich mountain of Peru, and regions toward the centre. Nature hath furnished one part of the earth, and man another. The treasures of time lie high in urns, coins, and monuments, scarce below the roots of some vegetables. Time hath endless rarities, and shows of all varieties, which reveals old things in heaven, makes new discoveries in earth, and even earth itself a discovery. That great antiquity, America, lay buried for thousands of years, and a large part of the earth is still in the urn unto us. Though if Adam were made out of an extract of the earth, all parts might challenge a restitution, yet few have returned their bones far lower than they might receive them, not affecting the graves of giants, under hilly and heavy coverings, but content with less than their own depth, have wished their bones might lie soft, and the earth be light upon them. Even such as hope to rise again, would not be content with central interment, or so desperately to place their relics as to lie beyond discovery, and in no way to be seen again, which happy contrivance hath made communication with our forefathers, and left unto our view some parts, which they never beheld themselves. Though earth hath engrossed the name, yet water hath proved the smartest grave, which in forty days swallowed almost mankind, and the living creation, fishes not wholly escaping, except the salt ocean were handsomely contempered by a mixture of the fresh element. Many have taken voluminous pains to determine the state of the soul upon disunion, but men have been most fantastical in the singular contrivances of their corporal dissolution whilst the soberest nations have rested in two ways, of simple inhumation and burning. That carnal interment or burying was of the elder date. The old examples of Abraham and the patriarchs are sufficient to illustrate, and were without competition, if it could be made out that Adam was buried near Damascus or Mount Calvary, according to some tradition. God himself, that buried but one, was pleased to make choice of this way, collectible from scripture expression, and the hot contest between Satan and the archangel about discovering the body of Moses. But the practice of burning was also of great antiquity, and of no slender extent. For, not to derive the same from Hercules, noble descriptions there are hereof in the Grecian funerals of Homer, in the formal obsequies of Patroclus and Achilles, and somewhat elder in the Theban war, and solemn combustion of Menesaeus, and Archimorus, contemporary unto Jair the eighth judge of Israel, confirmable also among the Trojans, from the funeral pyre of Hector, burnt before the gates of Troy, and the burning of Penthesilea, the Amazonian queen, and long continuance of that practice, in the inward countries of Asia, while as low as the reign of Julian, we find that the king of Chionia, Gumbrates, king of Chionia, a country near Persia, burnt the body of his son, 
and interred the ashes in a silver urn. The same practice extended also far west, and besides Herulians, Geats, and Thracians, was in use with most of the Celtae, Sarmatians, Germans, Gauls, Danes, Swedes, Norwegians, not to omit some use thereof among Carthaginians and Americans. Of greater antiquity among the Romans than most opinion, or Pliny seems to allow, for, besides the old table laws, tabulae, part one, de jure sacro, hominem mortium in urbe ne sepulito neve urito, of burning or burying within the city, of making the funeral fire with plained wood, or quenching the fire with wine, Manlius the consul burnt the body of his son, Numa, by special clause of his will, was not burnt but buried, and Remus was solemnly burned, according to the description of Ovid. Ultima pro lata subdita flammaroga. Cornelius Silla was not the first whose body was burned in Rome, but the first of the Cornelian family, which being indifferently, not frequently used before, from that time spread, and became the prevalent practice. Not totally pursued in the highest run of cremation, for when even crows were funerally burnt, Popea, the wife of Nero, found a peculiar grave interment. Now as all customs were founded upon some bottom of reason, so there wanted not grounds for this, according to several apprehensions of the most rational dissolution, some being of the opinion of Thales, that water was the original of all things, thought it most equal to submit unto the principle of putrefaction, and conclude in a moist relentment. Others conceived it most natural to end in fire, as due unto the master principle in the composition, according to the doctrine of Heraclitus, and therefore heaped up large piles, more actively to waft them toward that element, whereby they also declined a visible degeneration into worms, and left a lasting parcel of their composition. Some apprehended a purifying virtue in fire, refining the grosser commixture, and firing out the ethereal particles so deeply immersed in it and such as by tradition or rational conjecture held any hint of the final pyre of all things, or that this element at last must be too hard for all the rest, might conceive most naturally of the fiery dissolution. Others, pretending no natural grounds, politically declined the malice of enemies upon their buried bodies. Which consideration led Scylla unto this practice, who having thus served the body of Marius, could not but fear a retaliation upon his own, entertained after in the civil wars and revengeful contentions of rome but as many nations embraced and many left it indifferent so others too much affected or strictly declined this practice the indian brachmans seemed too great friends unto fire who burned themselves alive and thought it the noblest way to end their days in fire according to the expression of the indian burning himself at athens in his last words upon the pyre, unto the amazed spectators, Thus I make myself immortal. And therefore the inscription on his tomb was made accordingly, Hic Damase. But the Chaldeans, the great idolaters of fire, abhorred the burning of their carcasses as a pollution of that deity. The Persian Magi declined it upon the like scruples, and being only solicitous about their bones, exposed their flesh to the prey of birds and dogs, and the Parsis now in India, which exposed their bodies unto vultures, 
and endure not so much as ferretra, or beers of wood, the proper fuel of fire, are led on with such niceties. But whether the ancient Germans who burned their dead held any such fear to pollute their deity of Herthus or the earth, we have no authentic conjecture. The Egyptians were afraid of fire, not as a deity, but a devouring element, mercilessly consuming their bodies, and leaving too little of them, and therefore by precious embalmments, depositure in dry earths, or handsome enclosure in glasses, contrived the notablest ways of integral conservation. And from such Egyptian scruples, imbibed by Pythagoras, it may be conjectured that Numa and the Pythagorical sect first waved the fiery solution. The Scythians, who swore by wind and sword, that is, by life and death, were so far from burning their bodies, that they declined all interment, and made their graves in the air, and the ichthyophagi, or fish-eating nations about Egypt, affected the sea for their grave, thereby declining visible corruption, and restoring the debt of their bodies, whereas the old heroes in Homer dreaded nothing more than water or drowning, probably upon the old opinion of the fiery substance of the soul, only extinguishable by that element, and therefore the poet emphatically implieth, which Magus reads, the total destruction in this kind of death, which happened to Ajax Oileus. The old Balearians had a peculiar mode, for they used great urns and much wood, but no fire in their burials, while they bruised the flesh and bones of the dead, crowded them into urns, and laid heaps of wood upon them. And the Chinese, without cremation or urnal interment of their bodies, make use of trees and much burning, while they plant a pine-tree by their grave, and burn great numbers of printed draughts of slaves and horses over it, civilly content with their companies in effigy, which barbarous nations exact unto reality. Christians abhorred this way of obsequies, and though they sticked not to give their bodies to be burnt in their lives, detested that mode after death, affecting rather a depositure than absumption, and properly submitting unto the sentence of God, to return not unto ashes, but unto dust again, and conformable unto the practice of the patriarchs, the interment of our Saviour, of Peter, Paul, and the ancient martyrs, and so far at last declining promiscuous interment with pagans, that some have suffered ecclesiastical censures, Martialis the bishop, for making no scruple thereof. The Mussulman believers will never admit this fiery resolution, for they hold a present trial from their black and white angels in the grave, which they must have made so hollow, that they may rise upon their knees. The Jewish nation, though they entertained the old way of inhumation, yet sometimes admitted this practice, for the men of Jabesh burnt the body of Saul, and by no prohibited practice, to avoid contagion or pollution, in time of pestilence burnt the bodies of their friends. Amos 6.10 And when they burnt not their dead bodies, yet sometimes used great burnings, near and about them, deducible from the expressions concerning Jehoram, Zedekiah, and the sumptuous pyre of Asa, and were so little averse from pagan burning, that the Jews, lamenting the death of Caesar their friend, and revenger on Pompey, frequented the place where his body was burnt for many nights together. And as they raised noble monuments and mausoleums for their own nation, as in that magnificent sepulchral monument erected by Simon, 
so they were not scrupulous in erecting some for others, according to the practice of Daniel, who left that lasting sepulchral pile in Ecbatana for the Median and Persian kings, whereof a Jewish priest had always custody until Josephus' days. But even in times of subjection and hottest use, they conformed not unto the Roman practice of burning, whereby the prophecy was secured concerning the body of Christ, that it should not see corruption, or a bone should not be broken, which we believe was also providentially prevented from the soldier's spear and nails that passed by the little bones, both in his hands and feet, not of ordinary contrivance, that it should not corrupt on the cross, according to the laws of Roman crucifixion, or an hair of his head perish, though observable in Jewish customs, to cut the hair of malefactors nor in their long cohabitation with egyptians crept into a custom of their exact embalming wherein deeply slashing the muscles and taking out the brains and entrails they had broken the subject of so entire a resurrection nor fully answered the types of enoch elijah or jonah which yet to prevent or restore was of equal facility unto that rising power able to break the fasciations and bands of death to get clear out of the cere-cloth and an hundred pounds of ointment, and out of the sepulchre before the stone was rolled from it. But though they embraced not this practice of burning, yet entertained they many ceremonies agreeable unto Greek and Roman obsequies. And he that observeth their funeral feasts, their lamentations at the grave, their music and weeping mourners, how they closed the eyes of their friends, how they washed, anointed, and kissed the dead, may easily conclude these were not mere pagan civilities. But whether that mournful burthen, and treble calling out after Absalom, had any reference unto the last conclamation and triple valediction used by other nations, we hold but a wavering conjecture. Civilians make sepulture but of the law of nations. Others do naturally found it, and discover it also in animals. They that are so thick-skinned as still to credit the story of the phoenix may say something for animal burning. More serious conjectures find some examples of sepulture in elephants, cranes, the sepulchral cells of pismires, and practice of bees, which civil society carrieth out their dead, and hath exequies, if not interments. End of chapter 10